Love your doggies? The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. And joining us to talk Greyhounds is Sandown's Jason Adams. Jason, good afternoon. Hello, Brendan. Uh, and, yeah, a lot's going on in Greyhound racing. I tell you that around the country too, not only locally, but, of course, we saw a lot of action at Cannington on Saturday night over the weekend. We certainly did. And also, Alan, he was outstanding in the Perth Cup. Yeah, he was brilliant. And I think it's probably something that a lot of us have felt it, it's just been a matter of time before he did pick up his first Group 1 win. And I guess it was probably late last year where he probably just seemed to go to a new level when he, he won the shootout in November. He then won the Cranbourne Cup, the Horsham Cup, and now, obviously, he's won one of the country's uh, better Group 1 events in the Perth Cup on a Saturday night. I think he's got that great sign of a good dog that's been able to repeat performances week to week. And that's what he did. Of course, he was clearly the most impressive in his heat in the Saturday night prior, and he, he drew box, box seven in the final, and I think initially his, his trainer, Corey Grenfell, wouldn't have been too pleased with that, but he had Campini on his inside in box number six, which is a runner who's renowned for wanting to find the fence. So on the night, it turned out a little bit different. Campini missed the start, so he didn't take care of those ones on his outside, but it, it didn't matter anyway, because Orson Allen began that well. He, he scooted away at the first turn. I think from, from there on in, all things being equal, he was going to be uh, the winner of the race, and that proved to be the case. He won by a, a comfortable, I guess you could say, two and a half lengths, and the $150,000 first prize took his tally to just a tick under half a million dollars. And not only was it Orson Allen's first Group 1 win, but, of course, the, the first for his trainer, Corey Grenfell. He's just 25 uh, years old. He's a young trainer on the up, and I know he was very relieved and also really proud of Orson Allen and what he was able to do. So somewhat an expected result, but still a, a bit of romance behind the story. Now that he does have his, uh, his Group 1, there's a bit of a conundrum in the Gallopsville with the Auden Sun. Is he going to, to push on for another one, or does a stud career loom for him? Well, I hope he races on for a bit longer, but it has been discussed in the, in the past couple of days. It's not a, not, he's not in the twilight of his career at all. He's just turned three years old, I think, and... Um, still got a lot of racing ahead of him, but he's won eight of his past 11, and three of those being group races, and there was a, a good piece put together by Adam Dobbin yesterday for the Greyhound Recorder, who spoke to Brendan Wheeler, who is, of course, the owner of Orson Allen, and he said they'll be definitely going towards the Golden Easter Egg. Of course, the heats of that series are Saturday week, but following that, they're going to think a bit more seriously about it, and probably, I think, how well he goes in that Easter Egg series is going to weigh up what sort of decision they make, because I reckon if he wins it, I reckon they'll, they'll pull the pin on his career. But we'll wait and see. Um, it's certainly an intriguing situation. But as, as I said earlier, Brendan, as greedy racing fans as we are, we want to race on as long as possible. But no doubt, uh, they'll make a decision after these three. Exactly right. But the value uh, for the the connections uh, with a stud career can be all too much sometime. The Stayers did battle in the Galaxy Tornado Tears. Well, through no fault of his own, he was poleaxed at the start and then poleaxed again, uh, heading out through the pen on the first circuit. Rockstar Patriot avoided the trouble on the speed and was too good. He was too good, and I think if any other grain in that race, apart from Tornado Tears, won it, it was going to be an upset, and that's exactly what we saw with Rockstar Patriot. And Of course, he's been a, a greyhound who's had a, a career of racing over a longer trip. He did most of it here in Victoria before he went away uh, to Western Australia, where he was bought just late last year. He was bought by a gentleman by the name of James Jeffries, who's just 26 years old. He got involved in greyhound racing through his girlfriend, who had a family background in it, and they were chasing this dog, trying to buy him for all of last year, and they eventually got him in the latter half for $25,000, which I think at the time with this with this boy Rockstar Patriot, some people would have thought that might have been a bit over, given the stage that he was at in his career, but I think uh, not anymore. After collecting the, the $100,000 winner check 
on Saturday night taking out the Galaxy certainly looks to be a very good buy. But understandably, out of that Galaxy final, the, the main talking point about it has been Tornado Tears going down. Of course, he started at $1.10. He was average to begin and found himself last in the early stages and even 10 lengths off the leader down the back straight. And Look, he did make mistakes and he didn't find any luck, but it was absolutely evident that he was by far the best grain in that race. He got within two lengths of the winner and Look, he was, he was very good. Obviously, he made mistakes himself. But where does he go to now? Because the option is for him to go to the Association Cup heats, which are on April 13 at, at Wentworth Park. But he's never been to Sydney before. So I wonder whether Rob Britton is leaning towards going that way. But if he isn't to go that way, then we're not going to see him race because there's no feature races over the same trip for some time until May, which is the speed star, of course, in the first Sunday of May. And Look, this is going to be interesting because if he doesn't go to the Association Cup in Sydney, Tornado Tears has no time on the board for the speed star over either the 595 metres and the 715 metres. So um, from a promotional point of view, how good will that be to see the booking for Tornado Tears come in the trial solo over either of those distances of putting him into, into the speed star? That will be exciting, but uh, no matter where he goes, whether he does go to Sydney or he doesn't go to Sydney in trials with speed star, it's going to be a great result either way. But we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks. We certainly will. We might just hold it there, Jace. We're 90 seconds off the second at Devonport. Totes there on the first. One Blackwood Polly, 8.40 and 4.66. She's a Princess, 3.52. Leprechaun Dance, third, no Div, fourth, one. 24.80 for the Quinella. $51 for the Exacta Trifecta, 172 40 4.621 first, fourth, $373.70. Runners are on their way to the start here for race number two. One Like a Prayer is the Super Tab favourite at two. 88 Notable Rebel at uh, what, $5.10, 5 Clunes $6.20, Celtic Blaze at $8.60 on the fix, Like a Prayer $2.30, uh, Notley Rebel at $4, Clunes $4.40 and Celtic Blaze $6.50. So into the uh, final minute of betting, Shane Yates to take us through the second at Devonport. Grade 6 coming up and it promises to be a good race here with Like A Prayer well supported off the inside and uh, a little mate to Flash Comet who took out the Breeders Classic final last night and they're moving up. Almost set for a start, second race of the day. Like A Prayer for Jill Stanford running favourite. Jill's got stop line in the final today of the Ivory Classic. They're set. And away, Like a Prayer was slow to begin, and Celtic Blaze out wide in the track, began fast, but then drifted back sharply through the field, and Like a Prayer bounded to the lead. Notley Rebels up to second, third, was Clunes as they race off the back, and then Blackwood Turgan. They got right away from the others, Hanabi Amara leads the second division, Hanabi Kavita is running on, and then... Uh, 
Brundley, Jacob and Wellback was Celtic Blaze, but it's all like a prayer. Like a prayer is going to bolt in. It beats Clunes. Third was Blackwood Tugan and then Notley Rebel. Gap in the field to uh, Brundley, Jacob, who made ground. Hanabi Amara and Hanabi Kavita were Wellback, and uh, they were the last couple in with Celtic Blaze. One five three and eight after the second at Devonport, like a prayer around two seventy one sixty five. Clunes one forty at Blackwood. Uh, Tugan the Ruffy around seven dollars ten. The place. Jason Adams from Sandown is with us, and Jason, this time of year is when Wentworth Park starts to shine. We've seen the heats of the Gold Cup for the Stayers run on Saturday. We did, and look, it was just the two heats, but they were pretty strong. The first one won by Veloce and Nero, who. Just managed to settle near the front of the field and prove too strong in the end. And the second heat and final heat of the night was won by Poco Dorado. And, look, she's been touted as the queen of Wentworth Park. And I think after what she did on Saturday night, that certainly strengthened her claim for that. Of course, prior to the run that she put together on Saturday night, she spent four starts down here in Victoria um, going around the, the meadows for the, for the carnival over there. But she went back up to Sydney on a Saturday night, back on her home deck, and that win that she put together, she's now won 12 of 13 over the 720 metres at Wentworth Park, but certainly a home ground advantage for her, and she showed us why on a Saturday night. She has drawn box number two, which is favourable for her. She is a $1.80 favourite, and you reckon um, with the form she does say about the track, she will be in the finish, there's no doubt about that. Second at line in market, Blue Moon Rising at 480, Veloce Nero at $5.50, and something quite in common that I speak about with those three in the market, Poco Dorado, Blue Moon Rising, Blowchain Nero, they are litter mates. And also, one of the outsiders, two times twice out in box number eight, uh, does come from the same litter as well. It's remarkable to think that a, a group race final on half the field can fr- come from the same litter. In terms of Victorian representatives, uh, number one, Boom Down, who is a $14 with tab.com.au. I think that is quite over the odds because we've seen what he's uh, been capable of in a couple of really sharp wins down here in Victoria. So that's Gold Cup. This Saturday night at Wenty and looks like Poco Dorado, the one to beat from box two. Well, Wentworth Park showpiece is the Golden Easter Egg. The heats are Saturday week on April 6th and some of the stars stepped out there in uh, some trials on Saturday night as well. Absolutely, and it's always exciting uh, when the visitors come to town to the trial ahead of one of the, the biggest series in Australia, and that is the Golden Easter Egg at Wentworth Park. As you mentioned, Brendan, the heats Saturday weekend. We saw some really impressive trials last Saturday. Ella Enchanted and Trit Trit stepped out in the first, and they went in the match race in the trial, and Ella Enchanted won in 29.62. That was clearly the fastest trial uh, of the lot I'm about to go through. Of course, second trial was Whiskey Wright defeated Fernando Wright in 29.84, and I know Anthony as a party was super happy with that. Another one to go around was Southern Ripple, who was slightly disappointing going 13.62, and also Fabwick and a Baruga Brett. So no doubt honing their skills Ahead of the heat Saturday week, of course, tab.com.au do have an all-in market open on the Golden Easter Egg. And no surprise to see Orson Allen, the favourite at the moment, at $6. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Brendan Wheeler did confirm that he will be heading towards the Easter Egg before a decision is made on his career going forward. Outside of those notable ones, we've got Black Opium, $8. Poke the Bear, you'll start short in any uh, feature sprint market. He's at $8. They've been not dare. She's at $12. And, of course, she's a, a young girl on the rise. Uh, in country New South Wales, so just a five-career start, but certainly from what she's produced in those, causing a lot of excitement up there. And you've got Pindari Express, who is another one of the star locals. Uh, he's racing tomorrow night in race number four at Wentworth Park, and this is his first run over the 500 metres. So it's going to be really intriguing to see how he handles it in the in the full field because he has trialled 
over this trip, both at Wensky and also here at Sandown Park. He's gone well on both occasions, so it's going to be really interesting to see what he can produce tomorrow night. That's race four at Wentworth Park. Of course, all in preparation for the heats of the Golden Easter Egg Saturday week. And speaking of the all-in markets, uh, yesterday uh, the tab released um, for the RSN Sandown Cup and the Harrison Dawson and Sapphire Crown that'll be run at Sandown on the 24th of May. Absolutely, and it always seems so far away, but it's always in our doorstep in no time. In terms of the RSN Sandown Cup market, tornado tears, and you, you wouldn't blink twice seeing this price, $1.60. Not often that you see greyhounds opening an all-in market at that sort of price, but certainly on... What he's produced since his return, it's very hard to argue that that is the wrong price. In terms of the Harrison Dawson, again, Orson Allen, understandably the $4 favourite there. Outside of him, Deliver, Pindar Express, Poke the Bear, and also Campini, who has opened up at $14. Now, he's an interesting runner, of course. I mentioned his name earlier when we were speaking about the Perth Cup. He's a greyhound who doesn't race exceptionally well, but he's a very fast greyhound, and hopefully he comes down here for the speed star. And the Sapphire Crown at the top of that market there, we see the, uh, the probably the premier sprinter in terms of the females uh, for that series in black opium. She's a $4 favourite. In terms of a few more roughies down the line, Crimson Vixen is doing all the right things at the moment. She's $18. And also Dolly Mack, who I probably expected to be higher up. Of course, she won five of five before suffering injury, but she's flying again. She will head towards the launching pad. And hopefully, all things being equal, she'll head to the Sapphire Crown. So, if you want to check out those all in markets, of course, you can find them all at tabs.com.au. And speaking of the launching pad, uh, good to hear that the entry sold out yesterday and the the heats will take place next Thursday. Yeah, there was, there was high fives around the office yesterday, I'd say that, because, we, of course, there was 64 entries available at $2,000 a pop. So, they all sold out as of yesterday afternoon, and now the fun starts. Of course, the, the purchase and transfer of these entries form for the launching pad closes next Monday. Um, so it's sold out now, and without a doubt, the next few days, we're going to see people who think, all of a sudden, I've got a greyhound who I want to target this series. I don't have a ticket. So this is where the, the fun part comes into it, because those ticket holders, they've got the opportunity to either sell to another one who, another person who's wanting a ticket, or they've also got the option to sort out a private agreement and say, I'll take 30% of the prize money, you take 30, and your owner takes 30. So, a bit of fun and games heading around that, but in terms of the series itself and what sort of greyhounds we expect uh, to race in it, it's going to be really hot. We've seen some hot series over the past few years, and this one, I reckon, is going to be the best that we've had. Of course, Seneki won very well last Thursday night, and, and speaking to, to Steve Bruce White following that run, he is so high on confidence with his greyhound that if he can hold it all together, all things um, remain well, he's going to be a star. He also will have Alfieri join his kennel, of course, won a launching pad qualifier at Angle Park last Thursday night. The bad news out of the Steve Bruce White kennel is that the Curentia, of course, he, he debuted here at Sandown Park a few weeks ago where he turned out a, a magnificent effort after finding a lot of trouble to run second. But he unfortunately has injured his toe, so he'll miss the launching pad and be out for six weeks. So that covers the Steve Bruce White Kennel. In terms of the Anthony as a party kennel, now this is a team that's been touted as having a, a really strong attack on the launching pad this year and it's really sh- shaping up that way too. I mentioned Dolly Mack earlier on and, and she will target the launching pad and she's going well at the moment. Of course, coming back from a, a serious injury and she's really starting to click through her gears. I know she trolled here after the last race on Sunday. Um, she went well and, of course, there, there may be a few race night trials this Thursday night. So stay tuned for that. We're just going through the process of getting them approved. There's certainly some uh, interstaters coming down to test their skills at Sandown Park ahead of the heat of the launching pad, which, of course, is a series set up for the youngsters on the rise with greyhounds that have had one to six wins 
no more than 30 starts, and there's over $400,000 in prize money as well. So as I mentioned, it's going to be a hot series. I've spoken to quite a few trainers around the blocks of recent weeks, and even uh, there in total agreement, this series is going to be uh, keenly contested, and we're looking forward to the heats next Thursday. Thanks very much for that, uh, Jason. Looking forward to uh, this Thursday night's meeting at Sandown Park as uh, well as the launching pad. Keep well, mate. Yeah, you too, Brendan. Thank you.